welcome, welcome back to another episode of Almost Well Versed. We've got a book podcast talking about mostly books, sometimes movies, maybe a video game. I haven't decided yet, but mostly books. Um, I'm your host, and today I'm very excited, guys. Very excited. Mm. We're talking about one of my favorite books with one of my favorite people ever. Dasmir. Hey, yes, I hear the applause out there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. What a great welcome. Uh, also pretty, known as Anthony. Yes, on yeah. the streets known as Dasmir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> excited to be here. I've been listening to the podcast since you started. Um, we've been talking about doing this pretty much since you started. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's weird, it's new, but I'm I'm stoked. Like, let's get into this because this Hell yeah. this story really got me back into reading <laughs> and and comics, just pretty much alone. So the comic we're talking about today, it's named Saga. We're gonna be talking about Volume One. Um, if anyone's interested in checking it out, there are nine volumes out. Like the trade, that's what you call it, a trade. Yeah, like a trade paperback. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's nine volumes out. It's a good time to pick it up because it's actually on hiatus right now. Um, and it's one of those stories where once you start it, you're really just going to blow through it. Yeah, definitely. We we had the benefit, you know, just like anyone else starting now, that we started so late yeah. that we just got to binge it all as if it was a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. So we, we got through everything, and now we're just... Well, actually, you're the one who's caught up. Yeah. I'm one volume behind, but uh, but yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because, well, remember we caught up and up until, I think, that last one, and then I actually read them issue by issue. Yeah, which is its own cool, like, it's kind of like waiting every week for the new episode type yeah. of thing. You get that feeling, which I missed out on, but I, you know, we could do that for the next arc. Yeah, once do. it comes back. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, just, yeah, what's what's going on with this? Like, who, who wrote this? It was... Uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, so the author, like you said, his name is Brian K. Vaughn. Um, he's done a lot, surprisingly. Mm. When I was doing just a little bit of research for the episode, um, I just kind of was looking up previous things that he's done. It's funny, though, because the reason why we got into Saga was a recommendation by the comic book store owner, remember? Because uh, we went yeah. in there, and I was looking for Paper Girls, which is another one. Um, at this point, not I wouldn't even say the biggest one anymore. I'd probably say it's Saga. But at that time, Paper Girls was the series he was known for. Mm -hmm. And so we went. The comic book store didn't have issue one. And the guy was like, hey, you should probably check out Saga. You know, we've been hearing good things about it. And ever since then. Yeah, that little <laughs> does that guy know he changed our lives. <laughs> yeah. Telling yeah. us to start reading this. I, I'm. We got to go back and shake that man's hand. Really? For though. sure. <laughs> but yeah, so he's done Paper Girls, um, which is still ongoing. Um. I'm sad to say that I haven't checked it out, but mm -hmm. it's pretty deep. Like, it's been, it started before Saga. It's still ongoing. So, you know, I think Saga ended at issue, what, 58, 59. So, Paper Girls is close to 100 oh, at wow. this point. Okay. Um, yeah, the other one that he's really known for is a series called Ex Machina, which... Not related to the movie. Yeah, completely <laughs> unrelated to the movie. I, that's the very first thing I thought of, too. Um, I think that one's finished. And then he also did this comic called why the last man um why the, like a question why the last man? why like the letter oh okay. yeah okay. why <laughs> colon the last man i also don't know very much about that one but i mean when i looked it up you know i had good ratings like when i looked it up hmm. on like wikipedia and on good on goodreads yeah i mean once you get like uh once you get hooked on something like this you you want to just go out and find all the other stuff that guy's written yeah or you know fiona staples like what she's drawn and stuff it's 
that's pretty much like how I bridge into new series is do I like this guy? Yeah. All right, I'll just read everything. Do I like this girl? Yeah, I'm going to do all that. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the realness. Even though I'm sure those are real, but let's get into Saga. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. So if you Google Saga, it's literally going to describe it as a space opera, which is Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. Perfect. I would, yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, perfect, perfect representation, but also just perfect. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I want. It, even <laughs> yeah. when I didn't know anything about it, you hear that, you're like, that's exactly what I want in my life. <laughs> yeah. And so we're going to, usually in my episodes, they're full of spoilers. We're actually going to, I really want to encourage everybody listening to go and read this this series. It's so good. It's quick. It's a comic. So it's not like you're reading a thousand page novel. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's true. Read it. So we're going to just kind of talk about generally about the story, and then we'll go into specifics. I'll tell you guys when we get into spoilers, so you can stop listening and go check it out. Yeah, I, I think we're going to try our best. We're going to make sure. It's, it's hard because you're so in love with it. You want to talk about everything, but we'll try our best to keep it as vague as possible. Give some disclaimers out there. Yeah. But uh, if at any point in listening to us, you start getting interested. Yeah please please read it even like i mean listen to us yes definitely but it's it's please read it it's such a great story yes so so some characters in this let's talk with you want to start with the main characters or yeah what, what do we want to do here yeah so the story pretty much follows this couple um you've got alana and you've got marco hmm. and the story literally starts with them having a baby which is what like literally happened like literally like that's the very first frame mm -hmm. in the comic is her giving birth yeah it's pretty jarring uh it, it talk about a way to like hook you into the action you know what yeah I mean? and uh, not only is she giving birth like soon after her giving birth you start finding out about this war and yeah and you it's so much deeper than just like a oh, nice couple here having a child yeah they're surrounded by devastation <laughs> yeah so the way the world is right so you have like the main planet which is landfall um and not well a lot of people come from landfall and so yeah. you can you can tell that they're from landfall because they kind of have like fairy wings yes almost yeah they're they're their they're monikers are like the wings that's what people from other planets call them yeah they're, it's kind of like a, a race of people yeah that yeah wings. like a race yeah so you've got the the wings from landfall and then you have their one of their moons wreath wreath mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and marco is from wreath and so these planets well the planet and their moon they've been warring for ever a long time like yeah. a long time it's been they've been warring so long to where they were worried about destroying landfall that they started like what's the, the word uh you mean like where they started fighting elsewhere yeah like outsourcing their yeah, fighting exactly yeah. it's like a war is happening but we're gonna go fight on this other planet so we don't destroy our planet yeah which is not it's not just an interesting kind of like story like uh, like a plot point what's cool about it too is that it you can already tell it's kind of have some political undertones yeah with how a lot of you know you know the biggest countries the biggest powers they kind of do something similar to that too no That's one true. really fights on their own homeland like that anymore yeah no, well, not no one but yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it's a, but it's definitely saying something about that right which is, which is fun to yeah. find those uh connections that's true yeah, and uh, one thing that we didn't say about Wreath, just how Landfall has people with wings, on the Wreath, their race of people have, uh, like, horns. Yeah. They're almost like ram horns. Yeah. They're, they're different. Some people have, like, ram or goat or whatever. Yeah. 
but uh, but that's, they're very distinct, very big. You can't hide them. Mm -hmm. And uh, one other thing that you find out pretty quickly, uh, you know, difference between the two is uh, the use of magic. Because yes, there's magic there's in the story. There's magic. Uh, if there's magic in it. I'm there. <laughs> so the the people from the reef, they seem to have some kind of like magical connection and they have like spells that they do. Yeah, incantations. Mm -hmm. and... and it's not just limited to them, but like that's what you kind of start off with. Yeah, that's, that's what you see mm -hmm. is them. Um, but yeah, so you have Alana. She was in, I'm assuming everybody at some point ends up related to the war. Yeah. And so you have Alana on landfall and she's, She's in the army, right? She's a yeah, guard. Yeah. She she was uh, yeah. I don't remember exactly what she did, but yeah, she was in the army. Maybe a prison guard. Maybe a prison guard. Because I think that's how she met Marco. Yeah. Yeah, because it was uh Marco for some reason he for some reason or another he gets captured mm -hmm. and he was like a prisoner of war. Yeah. For landfall and uh, she was the guard uh, appointed to him. Right. And so then, you know, she's guarding him and. They start hitting it off, and they end up falling in love, and she breaks him out, and so now they're like, they're on the run. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's uh, terrifying, not just because there's a war going on, but let's not skip over how there's a lot of, like, racism and stuff yeah, in the story. Yeah. So the way those two races of people look at each other is with like vile yeah disgusting. they're like oh how would she even end up with a horn like she must have lost lost her mind or you mm -hmm. know he must have like brainwashed her like why would she willingly go with him yeah exactly like it so that makes it makes the tension it's not just it, i guess it is more like a high intensity like romeo and juliet where yeah. <laughs> you know the two different families yeah and stuff. but but yeah so that's where we start is uh them too. They when the story starts, they they had already escaped. They're on the run. They're both a wall from their own respective armies. Yeah. Uh, Alana gives birth, mm -hmm. and right then and there, what 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 did they run into? I know that there's definitely some. Yeah. Yeah, fighting right off the bat. Yeah, they 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 basically just have some guards coming after them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they get sold out. They they were hiding off in a garage or something. Yeah. Yeah, and the guy who owned the garage. Yeah, like sold sold him out. Yeah, so, guard. and so she literally gives birth, and then they're on, they're on the run, like right after, mm -hmm. like baby pops out, and then they're running to get out of there. Yeah, but yeah, so the story follows them too. Um, it's interesting because the the story is narrated. Like you usually don't have like a narrator. I feel like in comics. Yeah, and if you do, normally it's kind of like some, you know, some omnipresent, just like disembodied voice yeah that's not really it's either that or it's like the main character just thinking about stuff yeah but this is a little different because yeah. like what, what what makes it different well the narrator is the baby her name's hazel mm -hmm. um so you can assume you know that this is her telling the story that's what she says it's the story of how my parents met yep exactly yeah and so um it's nice because there's little blurbs all throughout it's not just like just at the beginning it's throughout like the whole story mm -hmm. it'll be like her commenting on a thing or you know bridging from one main thing to another mm -hmm. um it's pretty cool yeah, i do I do like that yeah it's pretty much like at all it happens more than just this but pretty much at the start of every uh issue yeah and at the end of it is normally bookended by her narration mm -hmm. and you know it's sprinkled out within each issue as well and it, it's pretty cool because it gives you that sense of like okay like when I first started reading it, I was like, "Oh, isn't that kind of like a spoiler?" Because you know, yeah. she, but they're smart about it. Yeah, obviously. Okay, if Hazel's talking, yeah. you know that 
she's alive. Gonna, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at some point. But you know, they they do a good job of keeping things vague, or yeah. she'll kind of like give you a little tease yeah. to lead you into what you're either going to see right then and there, or even way way later, down the road, and they'll call it back. Yeah, and I will say that I've been rereading this in preparation, you know, for coming on the podcast, and it's been a minute since I read the last issue. Or the, since the last volume, and even in volume one, like like you said, Hazel's already alluding to things that happen mm-hmm. way later. And then you know you have the knowledge, so you're reading it, and you're like, oh, that's gonna happen later. They yeah. don't know, you yeah. know. Yeah, that, that, a lot of dramatic irony like that. Yeah, you get that from her narration. Yeah. She's she like you know right before they get into a situation where they may think it's gonna be all right, she already tells you as the reader, this is not gonna. Yeah, work this out. is not okay. Yeah, yeah, so that's it's part of the fun, it's part of the the tension. You yeah. Know? So it really gets you going. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's as far as we can go with no spoilers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I, like aside from that, you know, there's to kind of give you a brief overview. I mean, there's gonna be. There's going to be people hunting them down, whether it's from their planet or army. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be what they call freelancers, which are yeah. basically like hitmen. So yeah. they show up and become a thing. And then all encompassing with this war are a race of robots. Yeah. So you have a race of robots who are aligned with landfall, right? Mm-hmm. Wreath is the one that's away. Right. Yeah. So so you have robot characters and they're ridiculous. Yeah. And, and they have screens for faces. Yep. Like TV which, screens, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, which is a whole thing in itself. Yeah, but th- so if any of that sounds interesting, you, you like you like the romance. Yeah, you like the fighting. You like uh, and you get a lot of political intrigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if that gets you going, please pick up this. At least pick up the first issue. Give it a shot. Yes, it's it's well worth it. Yeah, like for people who I always recommend it for people who are either fans of Star Wars or Game of Thrones, and even though both of those are really different. But if you can get behind Game of Thrones, which isn't, like, the highest of fantasy, but there is fantasy elements in it, you know? Like, if you can get behind that, you can get behind Saga. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that we always compared it to is, like, an anime. Yes. That feeling you get from, like, a lot of the really big, like, good, popular animes, you get a lot of that here. Yes. Uh, So if, if you're into that kind of wackiness, but still grounded with, you know, emotion and real tension, it's not, it's not, you know... It gets fantastical, but the the the, the toils that they go through yeah are the, very human exactly yeah for everybody yeah in, including the robots including <laughs> the robots <laughs> so I think that's it for our spoiler free yeah section I think when we go into the spoiler section we will try to maybe not go if we can find things to leave out that's cool too yeah but uh but yeah this is the warning the right. disclaimer but also i feel like like you said we're going to try to keep it vague but i mean come on this is volume 1 out of 9 exactly so things happening in here aren't going to be the deepest of spoilers exactly so it's like th- this is the one where we're still going to try to keep it vague uh as much as possible but like you said first issue uh, but once we get past this one, yeah, it's like, are you gonna keep listening without reading? I mean, we're we're going for it. Yeah, you know? listen at your own. <laughs> listen at your own risk. Yeah, at your own risk. Yeah, we we told you, don't cry about it. Yeah. And hey, if you get a little something spoiled, still give it a shot. Like, yeah. If that's what it takes to get you interested, I know people like that that they need to have that spoiler. Okay. Right. Have that. Sure. It. So. But kind of like how um, George R. R. Martin is how there's just always something happening characters die you know yep. the, the script gets flipped that happens all the time in saga 
Yeah, you're, and most times you're not ready for it. Never, never, <laughs> never. Like, even, even if something is like teased for it or whatever, you're not going. Like do, you know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So it's still awful. Yeah, still like get on this because it's it's a hell of a roller coaster. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's just get right into it, man. Yeah. Okay. So where do we want to start proper? Well, we kind of talked about how they met the very beginning she's yeah. giving birth mm-hmm. yeah so she has that baby oh let us mention they are on a little like comet planet named cleave oh yeah that's true they and cleave start. is supposed to be like out of it right it's kind of like a neutral ground exactly and so or that's why they, they so yeah so they say <laughs> so that's why they ended up there so alana can try to have this baby without them literally being hunted but like you said they get sold out and so as soon as she has that baby they're running out of there yeah. And so their whole their whole escape plan of how to get off a of cleave is they heard that there's a rocket ship forest. Yeah, it, it's, it's that weird. Yeah. A rocket ship forest where the trees themselves are a rocket ship. Are rocket ships. Yeah. Uh, it sounds ridiculous to us, but it even sounds ridiculous to them. Right. I think it was Marco who says like you're really going to believe that yeah. story, uh, but apparently like people said it's real. Yeah. So that, that's what they're going for. Yeah, so they're trying to find this forest. Um, um, I guess around that time, though, what, when, when we find out about the whole rocket ship forest, they do in the story cut over to Prince Robot, too. And we're kind yeah. of interest, we're introduced to him. Yeah. Uh, being uh, the prince of, well, obviously, of the, the king robot who's running the whole robot empire. Yeah. He's, he's his son, and he's like, I guess he'd be like a general, something like that? I guess. Like, he's out there fighting wars, and, yeah. and apparently he had just got back mm-hmm. from a crazy mission that yeah. was like really tore him up. Yeah. And uh, we find him doing what any soldier really wants to do when he comes back from the war, I guess. Which is? Uh, he's he's giving it to his old lady. Like he's giving it to her. Like uh, they show it. Yes. If, that, if that's if your you, thing. yeah. If you ever wanted to see a robot dick, you're gonna see. It. Yeah, exactly. You definitely you see one. You, you, you see them doing it. Uh, but even within that encounter yeah. that he's having with his wife, his wife, right? Yeah. Uh, we see on his TV screen, as we mentioned before, they have like TV screens as faces. Yeah. Like. He had some images of the war he came from flash, mm-hmm. almost like emotional trauma coming up. And, yeah. and it's it already introduces that he's been through a lot. Yeah. And uh, but at the same time, you're feeling for that. But he is kind of he is the bad guy. Te- yeah, technically. He, he's, yeah. Lo- he's looking for our, for our boy and girl. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like th- he's looking for Alana and uh, Marco. Yeah. Um, that That's how they introduce him. And I think his dad mm-hmm. tells him. Oh, through a messenger. Yeah. Yeah, it tells him that he has to, like, find these two. Mm-hmm. And um, bring them in, right? To bring them in before he's allowed to actually hang out and chill. Yeah. And uh, he was pretty upset about that. Yeah, because it's like he just got back, and then his dad immediately sends him back out to capture Alana and Marco, and, yeah, tells him he can't come back until mm-hmm. he catches them. Yeah, and he's he's not happy about that. He just went through hell. Um but I guess that's what he's got to do, and he knows it. His dad's literally the king. Right. He literally runs the you empire. You can't say no. <laughs> yeah. So after that in the story, uh, once again, after the rocket ship thing, they go ahead and introduce uh, the Will. Yeah, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, who's one of those freelancers we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, to, what, do, what do you think about the freelancers? So the interesting thing, one of the interesting things about these freelancers are, like you said, they're pretty much hired 
hired muscle. Yeah, like if you want, men. yeah, if you want someone dead, you want someone brought in. Um, they don't have like allegiances to any faction. Nope. Anybody can hire them to do whatever. If you've seen John Wick, yes, you get it. <laughs> yeah, <They're, laughs> yeah, yes, he's Keanu Reeves. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they're pretty much all Keanu Reeves. <laughs> well, that's like, true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess since he's the main guy, yeah, 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 uh, is pretty well. And so it's funny because all of the freelancers, their names, like their titles, have the in them. So this guy, his name mm. is the Will. You get introduced to another freelancer. Her name's the Stock. Yep. Um, later on in the story, you run into more, and they all have the the something, the something, and that's I, that's I, like I the love distinction, stuff like that. Yeah, like little nicknames and titles, yeah. like that. That's really my thing when it comes to these fantasy stories. Yeah. So yeah, freelancers. Uh, they introduce the will, and he's immediately. That's the first thing we see him do is get contracted mm -hmm. to find these two, right? Yep. So, some rando, right? So yeah, hires so, him. Uh, yeah, I think it. Oh yeah, some lady with the unicorn horn. Yeah, see, like this is when you talk about saga, <laughs> it becomes you know the one with the thing. Yeah, the, but yeah, so he gets contracted, and uh, so we're maybe what twenty or so pages yeah. in, and we already we have the birth of a baby that shouldn't exist. Yeah, like a hybrid mutant baby. Yep, uh, we have a robot empire mm -hmm. chasing these two. Yep. And then you also have a John Wick yeah. chasing these two. Yes. Th that's how it starts. <laughs> Hazel herself even tells you that yeah. it's a wild way to start your life. Yeah. Poor Hazel, you know? <laughs> Poor girl, man. Yeah, so so what goes on? So after they introduce the Will... But yeah, so the Will, you know, he rolls up all badass. Mm. Uh, he has this nice cape. I love that cape. Oh, the cape. He's got like a... It's like baby blue on one side, red on the inside. It mm. touches the floor. It's got a big old badass hood. Yeah. And that's how you know it's him. That's how you know it's him. You can also know it's him based on his companion. Yes. That he always has with him. Yep. Your favorite. It is my favorite. Uh, the lion cat. So yeah. not a lion, but a lying cat. Like, so like it's, telling lies. Yes. Yeah. So the lion cat is like, it's bigger than a regular cat. Mm -hmm. It's like dog size, but it's blue, it's hairless. But the cool thing about it is whenever somebody tells a lie, the cat will literally say lying. It'll yeah. be like lying, lying. Which is an asset, but also like a detriment too, because yeah. it doesn't just, it's not like it's on command. That's yeah. just what it does. Right. So even if the will tells a lie, yeah, it'll say yeah. lie. So that it, I, I think you first see it do that when he gets contracted. I think whoever gave him the contract was trying to sell him some tall tale. Yeah. And the lion cat tells him that she's up. lying. Yeah, that's all it says. It doesn't, it's not a talking cat. No, it, it just, just says, says lying. lying. So it, it's, it's ridiculous. Is, is ridiculous and fun, but yeah. that's that's pretty much the Will's like introduction and uh, yeah. everything about him. After that, we go back to uh, what's the comet uh, planet? Cleave. Cleave. We go back to Marco and Alana, and they're trying to get to the rocket ship forest. Yeah, they're trying. To, they're just trying to find the forest. Oh, they yeah, don't even true. know where the forest that is. That is true. They're just trying to figure out what the hell is. Is it even true? Yeah. If it's not, what the hell are we gonna do? Right. And I think they run into uh, a battle. Between the two armies, yeah, on Cleve, yeah, which going back to what we previously said, it was supposed to be a neutral planet, yeah, and here's this war, this big old on. battle that's like right in their way of the direction they're trying to go, yeah. So and so they can't go straight to where they think they need to go for the rocket ship force, so they yeah. have to go through what what is it called? Um, Isn't that another forest? Yeah, it's another forest, like a forest of horrors, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is never uh, the kind of detour that you want to take. 
Uh, yeah, so that... Endless woods, sorry. So the, the endless yeah, woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a no man's land because of, like you said, there's these whores that everyone talks about where they're like pretty much spirits that live there yeah. and will fuck you up if you come that, in there. That's what everybody you know? knows. Yeah. It's one of those things where they some people see it as a superstition. Yeah. But it's seems pretty like legit maybe to it's most people. real yeah yeah they they even remark on it when they get in there i, I forget who but one of them uh, i think it was probably marco tells alana's like you yeah, know that's not real yeah like, you know they just they say that to make people stay away yeah so they're in there they uh they actually they kind of like get into a little spat yeah uh, they talk they talk it out and then they're so exhausted they've been running with this baby for they like just three gave, days yeah they just gave birth and they like sit down on a stump. Yeah, and pass out. And pass out, and we kind of get some images of what you know, some red red eyes in the forest. Yeah. And we're like, oh man, so the horrors are real. Yeah. You know, that's what we're that's what we're seeing. Uh, so that's what they do in the endless wo- woods or endless forest. Endless woods, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what goes on? They they wake up. Yeah. So they wake up and they're like, wait, were we sleeping? What's going on? And mm. then doesn't. Uh, yeah, another one of my favorite characters shows up. So they get they get woken up and they're like, "Wait." And then you just see this big tall bitch rolling <laughs> yeah. and she has no arms. No She's a uh, naked chest up. She's got eight eyeballs. She has eight eyeballs. So don't get too excited, guys. No, <laughs> no arms, eight eyeballs. <laughs> and she is also a free uh freelancer and her name is The Stock. Yeah. And uh that's it's funny because uh they go they kind of show a little bit like she introduces herself as the stock and immediately they know that she's a freelancer just yeah. based on the name yeah so it's not just like a naming convention it's like actually in the story that's just everyone will recognize that you're a freelancer, a freelancer from that name that's true so she wrote she tells them that she's the stock she tells them that she's there to uh i guess take the baby she doesn't even care about yeah them. that's true she's like i'll kill you guys and i, I might order her to bring this baby back yeah and uh she you know goes alien style on uh <laughs> marco her you know uses her tongue to stab through his chest yeah it's, it's wild um alana thinks she's gonna do something with like a little she's like a little ray gun yeah like a little ray gun and then oh and you know we didn't say this but the stock had like a giant dress yeah that, well like skirt a skirt yeah like a giant skirt and then whenever uh, alana pulls the gun out it's revealed that under that skirt she's actually a spider yeah so she's a spider lady she's got eight arms under that skirt eight arms each one carrying a weapon yeah so uh it's not gonna be good times like yeah. trying to get away from her it's not looking good maybe you rather would take the horrors you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah so yeah she shows up does her thing and speaking of the horrors we hear a noise yeah off, you know off panel yeah uh and everyone feels like it's the horrors including the stock she's actually scared shitless yeah which was really surprising for alana because she's like okay look i'm sitting here staring death in the face you know the stock is here to kill me and she's scared by these horrors so yeah, which is like yeah she she was pointing every single gun and weapon possible at <laughs> yeah. me all at the same time she hears one noise yeah and it makes her run yeah so so she left them to the horrors pretty much and figured that the horrors would take care of them yeah and then she'll take the kid yeah after after the horrors are done so that you know she leaves the horrors show up, mm-hmm. but when we are revealed to what the horrors are, they just look like kids. Yeah. They're just like, you know, kids with like whatever they died. They're ghosts. Right. 
they're, they're kid ghosts, but whatever they died from, you see the wounds on them. Yeah. So they're not totally normal. I mean, the main the main girl's missing her like lower half of her body. Yeah, she's stuff. just a torso. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, those kids show up and you know mentioned that they could probably help them yeah and that's how that issue ends just yeah i don't know where you're like, I thought i thought they were about to get killed by these horrors yeah their name is literally horror yeah uh <laughs> but yeah the like you said the main girl her name is isabel well she introduces herself as isabel mm-hmm. and she's like hey uh your guy looks pretty fucked up i think i could help though yeah yeah <laughs> and but she doesn't know like the thing is is that She's introduced as the horrors and introduced herself, but like Alana's still not trusting them, right? Even though they look like kids. Sure, but if a ghost came up to you and was like, "Hey, I can help," you'd be like, "Get out of here!" Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how did she? She wanted. Um, she wanted to help Marco. Like how? Like what? Did she use like some? Magic yeah. So or Alana wanted to. So like you said, uh, the people from Wreath have magic, but since. I think it must have been one of those situations where Marco, maybe he's too hurt where he couldn't do it on himself. Mm-hmm. So Lana was like, you know, there's a, there has to be a spell or some type of magic that can heal him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in his half day state on the ground, he says that uh, we need snow. Yeah, that's apparently it's the ingredient for a magic spell. Yeah. To heal him. And so Alana's like, well, where the hell are we going to find snow? We're like in the swamp. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're... They're in a bit of a pickle, but Isabel tells them that there is a spot that she can take them that has snow. Yeah. So they that's where they're headed. Uh, it cuts after that over to Prince Robot. Mm-hmm. And he's he's still looking for the, the couple, Marco and Alana. Yeah. And he goes to the prison that they came from, that they escaped from. Yeah, yeah. And finds a... Uh, basically, he's trying to find anything... Any that, evidence, any yeah. clues... Yeah, and the where only they thing be. he can find is that she was a fan of reading, like, trashy romance novels yeah. and finds one of those novels. Yeah. And it's uh, written by a guy named uh, Oswald Heist. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, the kind of novel you'd pick up at a grocery store with, like, Fabio or <laughs> yeah, whoever is relevant Shirtless now. man with long hair in the wind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's all he finds, and that's kind of what he's uh, what he's basing his whole hunch on. Yeah. Is like, okay, this is... This is what I got. How am I going to use this to, to find, find them? To find them. Um, that's his little cutaway. And then we get back to Alana and Marco heading up some precarious looking mountain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying trying to find snow. Yeah. So Alana is following Isabel, who, by the way, she's just like a regular girl. Like the way she talks. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She uses slang and yeah. curses. Yeah. And, and a little immature. Yeah. But she does. She has some nuggets of wisdom in there. I mean, she was she's dead, so right. she's like kind of eternal. You think she probably has some wisdom? Um, so they have to go. They they go up the mountain. They go inside of a cave, hoping that I guess within that cave, they can find some snow. Find or the get, magic. Get yeah. Get to a place for the snow. And so Isabel, she like makes a proposition to Alana. She's like, you know, I want to get off of this planet and I want to, I do want to help you guys. But since I died here, my body is like bound or my spirit is bound here. Mm -hmm. So to leave, I would need to spirit bond with a native. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's like, she has to be like bound with somebody to be able to like go anywhere else. Yeah. Like I have to like shadow that person. Yeah. Uh, Alana's not having that at first, but when... You're with a baby that was just born, running from 
armies chasing you. Yeah, like you. two whole armies. And and your baby daddy is like incapacitated. <laughs> yeah. And you guys are literally carrying him. Yeah. You're going to agree to things that you may not normally agree to. Right. She's pretty hesitant, but she does. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, like I said, it has to be a native. So when Isabel asks her, yeah. Alana's like, oh, well, you know, I wasn't born here. And, Isab and Isabel was like, well, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Hazel, the baby. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. And so, I mean, like you said, Alana doesn't really have a choice because Marco's literally bleeding out mm -hmm. as they're talking. Um, so she agrees, and Isabel soul bonds. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Yeah, because at that point, you have no idea what it really means. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Hazel herself even uh, describes Isabel as her first babysitter. Yeah. So you can kind of get a taste from her narration, like, what that relationship will be. Yeah. You know, so so they, they do the bonding. It... Uh, they, you know, they get on a boat. Some magic boat. Some magic boat in this cave. And uh, we, we get a bit of a revelation here. <laughs> we get a revelation here about another character that we'll see later on in the story. Yeah. Uh, while Marco's incapacitated and he's like... You know, he's, mumbling. And... He's mumbling in his, like, sleep or whatever. Yeah. And he says, uh, you know, oh, I got to protect... What does he say? I have to protect my wife or my something. My bride. My bride. And then... You know, Alana's like, oh, he's worried, you know, he's, he's thinking about, about me, me yeah. and thinks we're going to get married, yada, yada. And then he says, please tell Gwendolyn that I love her. Yeah. And uh, that's, Gwendolyn is not Alana. <laughs> yeah. It's not her middle name. It's not her nickname. So. <laughs> and one of my favorite panels in the whole book is just just a close up on Alana's face. And she's like, who the fuck is Gwendolyn? Yeah. I think that's a appropriate response for when you hear that. <laughs> Granted, you know, he was incapacitated. He's, he's not saying it willingly, but yeah, <laughs> it's an appropriate response. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where that issue ends. They're on. They're still on their way to get that snow. They're on this boat. Um, yeah. They, you know, Isabel bonded. Is shit's getting wild. Uh, we cut back to the will. The will. Okay, so we skipped a little thing earlier. Oh, yeah, so ahead. when, the, so the will he gets contracted to hunt Alano Marco. Mm -hmm. uh, they run into the stock who you know must have also been contracted to hunt them. The stock had called the Will to ask if they wanted to pair up. Okay, yeah, that's true. And so when he answers the phone, he's like auto pissed. And you're like, why is he angry already? Like mm -hmm. she hasn't even asked him anything. But you know, like you can tell from their conversation that they definitely were like lovers in the past yeah. and it ended badly. They so got, there's some beef. History. Yeah. yeah, there's some beef there. So when she just calls him up and is like, hey, do you want to like team up? To find these, uh, to find this couple, he's like, "No, I don't want to work with you." Later, and just hangs up on her. Yeah, and uh, he realizes that he, he was like, "Okay, so if the stock is already contracted to do this same mission, yeah, she's way better than me. Yeah, she's got six more arms than me. <laughs> uh, that she'll get the job done way before I could do anything. Yeah, so let me take this company credit card. Yeah, that has know, like no limit. Yeah, that has no limit. That's what they gave him to finish his job. I'm just gonna go to have fun and yeah. spend that money. And where he chooses to go is the place called uh, Sextillion. Sextillion, a literal sex planet. Yeah, it's like a brothel planet. Yeah, uh, with every possible thing you can think yeah. of. And uh, they show it once again. It's the same <laughs> as before. It, they're going to show a lot, yeah. so be prepared for that. Uh, he's he goes there. He's you know seemingly trying to unwind. Yeah, he's, he's like just trying to live loose. Yeah, while he doesn't have to work because he knows the stock is going to 
finish the mission anyway. Yeah. And when he's in there, he... what What is it? The guy who runs a certain part of the... Yeah, like whatever... What, what do you even call it? Like a hostel or whatever? Yeah. The owner of whatever building thing yeah. yeah he went to was like oh man i got something special for you yeah because right? he, yeah, he can tell he doesn't look really uh excited or he's not getting turned turned on by anything he's seen yeah so the guy points at, points him out and is like hey i got something for you since you seem like you need something more intense so yeah you know yeah and so the will was like well i mean i'm up i'm down so whatever so he follows the dude who um goes and knocks on a door and was like uh hey come on out or whatever and so then he opens the door and you you're thinking it's going to be like you know they're on a sex planet so you're like oh it's going to be like some prostitute some alien that's got like six titties or something yeah yeah, yeah. I was, you know i was literally about to say chick with multiple well you know three four five boobs you went six <laughs> I, I appreciate that <laughs> yeah but so he opens the door and it's a a little girl comes out yeah it's a legit little girl it's not like like not a short woman it's a little girl because he asks her he was like wait how old are you and she's like oh i'm i just turned six yeah and uh this is not a mix-up or anything this is like what the manager was yeah like presented to to him yeah and uh you know at that moment you don't really know the will yeah and he's a freelancer he seems like he doesn't really give a shit about anything yeah so you're kind of like, oh, God. Right. But by the look on his face, you can tell that he's not... Okay. He, yeah, he's not okay with this. And, you know, sure enough, he turns around and murders the guy who runs the brothel. Yeah. I think he, like, explodes his head. Yeah. So, like, he just, just crushes it. Just so, crushes his head like a watermelon. Yeah, just f- fury. Um, so he does that to, uh, pr- you know, protect the little girl. Yeah. And I guess he's going to try to protect her, like get her out of there, rescue yeah. her from that area. Like, um, so that's, that's like its own side thing that's going on while Alana's trying to like heal Marco. Yeah. So this, this book kind of like Game of Thrones, it, it really jumps around all these major like plot points, all crazy yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. Everything's ramping at once. Right. You know? So now the will has this little girl, this literal little girl, and he's just trying to lead, like he's just trying to get off the planet, you know. So he grabs mm-hmm. her, and uh, Lion Cat had to stay on the ship because they had a rule of like no pets. So he's leaving, and then he gets stopped by um, what would you even call that? The the owner of the like the super owner, like the boss's it, boss, right? It, I I was wondering if that's the boss's boss or if she just like owns specifically the girl right that's true because she did kind of say like hey that's my property so i don't know but regardless some type of boss there yeah some funky looking chick with a whip <laughs> yeah and she yeah. was just like you can't just leave with my property and he was like i mean fuck y'all i'm taking this little girl with me mm-hmm. and she was like well she's she has um she's like in debt you know mm-hmm. it's almost like an indentured slave type thing yeah or an indentured servant type thing where she has like x amount of dollars in debt and to take her, you'd have to pay off that debt. Yeah, like, what does she? She takes from him the uh, the company card. The company card, yeah, and that that's what they use. She's like, I'll confiscate this. Yeah. For all the damages that you've done today. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of stuck. He's like stuck, like trying to think, like, what am I gonna do? Yeah. About this, like, I, you know. he doesn't know anything about kids. Yeah, he knows nothing about kids. And at now that, he has no money. At that point, did she give up the girl? already was it just from getting the card that uh she gives up the girl or was there like you know with the will you always you can always assume that he probably killed somebody yeah because now that you say that i don't remember yeah because i think if i'm not mistaken he doesn't 
I'm looking a little bit into the further on. Yeah, further I don't on. think he has her yet. Yeah, he doesn't have her yet. So they they take the girl back and yeah. uh, and confiscate and the his car. money. Yeah, so he's just like in a bind. He was trying to be a good guy, still couldn't even help her, and like like you said, now has no money. Yeah. So that that's where that's where the will's at, and then uh, I think that's where he pretty much. Mo mostly ends around that area yeah. in, in this uh, issue. Uh, if we cut back to Alana and Marco, they get to an area within that cave. That had snow. That had they snow. did find it. They found the snow, uh, and she gives it to Marco. And yeah. what, is, what did he have to do? Like It just like took a minute it just to took, kick yeah, in. Oh, yeah, he just had to lay in the snow. Yeah. If you've seen Black Panther, he had to do something similar to that. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> Who did it first? Who did it first, exactly. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, he gets revived. He comes back. He's good to go. And she's immediately pissed. Immediate. She's like, I'm glad you're okay, but... Who is Gwendolyn? Yeah, who is Gwendolyn? Um, I, I, does he even he tells her that that was his uh, fiance? Yeah, for, they were like high school sweethearts. Mm -hmm. From his planet. Yeah, another from Wreath. Yeah. Um, and you can tell she, of course, she's angry. But to him, he was like, well, first of all, when we first hooked up, we said that we weren't going to talk about our past. And Alana's like, well, there's a difference between random hookups and your literal high school sweetheart. Yeah, that's deeper. Especially if you haven't, like, said anything about it. Or, yeah. That's how she feels. It's like, you didn't even mention it. Yeah. He's on, uh, he's walking on eggshells right now. Right after being revived. Yeah. He has no idea, like, like what's going on. Um, but at that point, they leave that area with the snow. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, like, descend the mountain. Yeah. And, uh... To find to the rocket ship for us. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the thing. With this is so many detours that you kinda like get lost in there. They're trying to find the rocket ship forest, but on the way down they get intercepted by some mm -hmm. uh, by soldiers, yeah. By soldiers from landfall. Mm -hmm. And those are the people with the wings. Yeah. Uh, so that's like a whole thing. And you and you around that point or maybe a little bit before you find out that uh Marco like had a vow of uh pass uh being a pacifist. Yeah. Uh, so he's like a he's an awesome warrior and yeah he's got magic like and all he stuff. has a nice sword that he carries but he like made a vow like once he like ran away from his battalion or whatever that he was in mm -hmm. um like you said he pretty much swore off violence yeah that's yeah. like no matter what violence always begets more violence so yeah. he's done mm -hmm. so they get intercepted yeah. These soldiers come down, they're ready to kill him, take, yeah. take Hazel, if not kill Hazel. Yeah. So at that point, he decides that he's got to break that vow. Yeah. And well, because what happens is they shoot, the soldiers shoot at them, and it nicks Alana. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's true. when he was like, oh, it's it's game time. Yeah, he, he, he uh, pulls the sword out of the sheath. Yeah. And he's like, I'm breaking my vow because yeah. you can't do this to my family. And he goes, buzzerk. <laughs> yeah, just complete ape shit. Yeah, he just like killing, kill, like slicing. Yeah, uh, smashing faces. Yeah, he's he goes wild. Yeah, which I mean, it, it like obviously he's trying to defend his family, but he goes so far overboard. Yeah, that when he's about to like execute a few people, yeah, he gets shot in the back, mm -hmm. and it turns out that he was shot by Alana. Yeah, to stop to him. stop him. Yeah, it, remember it's the little ray gun that yeah. it's not very lethal, so it's you know. Yeah. So yeah, but she shoots him in the back to stop him. The, yeah, from to himself. like snap him out of it. Yeah, because yeah, he you know you, you go from that vow of uh, being a pacifist. And you break that, you can kind of go. You can go overboard on the other side. Yeah, and that's kind of what he's doing. Yeah. There. So. And it's interesting because, like you said, it's like as soon as he decides that he's going to start fighting, like not only does he go berserk, but it's like, oh, you're trying to 
think of how he was like in the war it's like oh this dude must have been like crazy yeah yeah definitely like they, and probably that's why he swore off violence yeah he definitely had a past uh where he he must have been wi- like a wild savage out there in the yeah. battlefield which is like you know i mean it's, i guess it's good on the battlefield but as a family man <laughs> it's it's not it's not a great thing and philosophically yeah. he just feel he feels like ethically wrong about that now. yeah morally wrong yeah so that that's where he's at. Before before he got to all that carnage though and killed everybody, there was a message sent out from those landfall soldiers that spotted them mm-hmm. back to the robot empire. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where Prince Robot hears that the couple has been spotted. Yeah. So he gets word of this and he's like, "Well, I gotta I gotta head out there get this job done because remember he's trying to finish quickly so then he can spend time with his wife. Yeah. And because uh, he just got back from a bunch of other traumatic shit right and then not to mention that in route to cleave he gets a phone call from his wife and he's like hey girl you know you're not supposed to use like our military line for personal calls and she's like yeah but i haven't talked to you in a while and he was like well i mean it's kind of irrelevant and then she's Mm. like robot i'm pregnant oh yeah and he was like are you sure sure and she was like yeah we're sure sure and that yeah that's that was like you know he was he was elated but at the same time, he was—he just got hit with some depression because he—he he has to do this mission first. Yeah, he can't. His dad, the king, literally said, even for the birth of his child, he can't come home until the mission is done. Yeah. So that's even more—that's even more of a drive to push him to finish this. Yeah. Uh, so he gets the word and he, you know, heads out. Yeah. To, to towards cleave. this, yeah, to the to cleave and. Uh, so yeah, Marco kills these people, he gets shot, he gets stopped. Yeah, and so when Solana like snaps him out of it, he kind of just uses like a, he uses a spell just to incapacitate them, like to tie them up until mm-hmm. they can get rescued or whatever. And so Marco and Alana, they dip, and then not too long after they dip, the stock shows up and finds those soldiers tied up. Yeah, she and she's actually uh, currently on the phone with... The will. The will. As she rolls up on these dead soldiers. Well, they're not all dead. They were tied up. The yeah. ones that he didn't kill. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she's on the phone with him, and uh, he he was the one that was trying to call her to for ask help, for help to get the to get the slave girl mm-hmm. from Sextillion. Yeah. So he was trying to get her to do that. You know, she's kind of being, you know, playful, kind of scornful with him because he was, you know, he turned her down so hard last time when she asked for help. Yeah, like two days ago. <laughs> So while that's going on, uh, Prince Robot shows up. Yeah, he rolls up. Yeah, he rolls up on like some, you know, griffins. Like they got like horses with wings. I mean, nothing is weird anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, so he rolls up and, uh, you know, the stock is trying to explain that she's a freelancer. She says, I'm an independent contractor. Uh, she tries to explain that she's op- she's licensed to do this. Yeah. But uh, one of the soldiers freaks out thinking that she's going to reach for, for a, a weapon. Gun. Or something, yeah. And uh, at that moment, Prince Robot, you know, worried. Uh, he's got his own problems. He's worried about getting home to his baby. Yeah. He, he he reacts quickly. Yeah. And shoots the stock. And blasts her. Yeah, blasts her. And this was not a ray gun. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. They, they end the issue with, like, a very gratuitous shot of her laying on the floor yeah. with a giant hole in her chest. Yeah. Because if we didn't mention, uh, Prince Robot can turn his hand into, like, a buster. Yeah, it's basically a Mega like Man a, gun. Yeah, like a Mega Man gun. Yeah, Mega Man, Samus, all that stuff. So, yeah, he just lays it into her. She gets, she gets bopped. Yeah, and the, you can, you see the phone with the little speech coming out. It's like, uh, hello? Stock, are you still there? Yeah, so the will... He hears that. Uh, he well, he doesn't know what's going on. But yeah. He, he hears the commotion and yeah. all this, and uh, 
he's obviously upset and yeah. he's shouting into the phone and Prince Robot picks up the phone and uh, basically tells him like I'm sorry to inform you but whoever you were talking to had to get killed yeah uh, you know I did it justly I did it with you know being right in doing it but yeah. I did do it and then uh, the will he's, not happy he's, he's not happy yeah he's sad and then immediately following that sadness there's some anger a lot of anger <laughs> yeah so he's he, now he's torn too because yeah. he was he could have been helping her from the jump yeah the stock did call him and he turned her down to go to the sex planet it's yeah it's, it's everybody that's the thing all the different characters that you're following they all have crazy situations that they're dealing with yeah and even if they're on opposing sides you can see why some of these people may choose certain actions that they yeah that they do yeah yeah and so the will pretty much he's like well whoever you are i'm gonna come find you and i'm gonna murder you yeah and Prince yeah. Robot is just like, okay. And just like hangs up the he, phone. He's like, yeah, I'm just dealing with nothing but psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, here. see you later. <laughs> yeah, so that, the, like, that's, 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 exa- that's where the will ends. Yeah. We, we got a little early before. So the will ends with the news that the stock is dead. The slave girl is still enslaved. Yeah. His, uh, his credit card is gone. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's kind of lost now. Yeah, having a bad time. Yeah. Uh, and Alana and Marco from escaping those soldiers mm-hmm. they finally get to the rocket to the ship forest. For- they finally get to the rocket ship force that is burned down yeah so they get there and they're like oh my god we literally traversed a whole planet to get to a forest that's destroyed and isabel was like she just looked at them it was like you living people will believe anything you see because their their whole thing with the, being horrors is they uh make projections like mm-hmm. they're completely harmless, but they their whole thing is they just make projections to scare away people. Yeah, they kind of make you like not really hallucinate, but they 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 become like almost yeah, kind of like they they become like creepy images and stuff. Yeah, to get people to like leave. Yeah. So apparently, in the endless woods, well, not the endless woods. Sorry, the rocket ship forest. That's what, a similar thing that they're doing there. Mm-hmm. They have like snuck a few of the trees away to yeah. make sure they didn't all get burned down. Yeah. And uh, she reveals one of the trees. Yeah. And it's literally what it sounds like. It looks like a rocket ship, but it's a tree. It's, a, yep, just a tree with like a, a door look, almost like a hobbit hole door looking yeah, thing on yeah. the front. And uh, before they can get in, Isabel tells them that they need to make a sacrifice. Yeah, to, it, that would power the ship. Yeah, that it's, you know, part of the magic of it all is that you got to make a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco puts up his family sword, which yeah. was a sword that he used earlier. And yep. he's... Has like right. been in their family for generations, but he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we have to make a a significant sacrifice to get off of this planet, yeah. and I'm not willing to sacrifice anything else. So, see you, sword. Yeah, and, and he ties it into his uh, passivity where he, oh yeah, to his vow. Yeah, he says that for, for as long as I have a weapon, I'll find a reason to justify using it. Mm-hmm. So he says I have to leave it behind, or I'm going to end up using it again. Yeah. Um. So they're they're down a sword. He break, he literally breaks the sword. Yeah. And leaves it behind. Uh, he's he's or he brings the hilt with him, but he leaves the blade behind. He's down a sword, but they're not completely defenseless because uh, Alana says she's not giving up her ray gun for no, no reason. No, for nobody. Yeah. So the sacrifice <laughs> is enough. Yeah. They, so they, like the door opens and it lets them in. Um, they go in. There's like a whole foyer. They're like, mm-hmm. is this a tree or is this a house? Yeah. It's basically <laughs> like a dope house. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, that they go into the foyer and apparently like the ship like there's a noise and they think, yeah it's like rumbling yeah and they're like oh my god we're getting attacked again we just got to the ship and apparently that's the, the ship starting yeah it just goes by itself like you don't even fly it yeah yeah you just kind of ride it to where it's going to end up going yeah so but it is up for suggestions of where to go oh yeah yeah so you can suggest it okay <laughs> so everything is like living and stuff and has like little magic-y reasons for how they work yeah uh the tree's no exception um so it starts going off yeah so like you know they take off they're flying and you know they're getting settled down mm -hmm. they got hazel to sleep alana's taking a shower you know having good old time and then like the lights go out and they're like what's going on and isabel was like oh it's like detecting um it's detecting magic yeah it's like uh reverse photosynthesis is the yeah. way that the trees communicate with each other something like that yeah and so it's pretty much alerting them that, that there's magic incoming and they're like but i thought we got away from the planet like i mm. thought we got away from the armies or whatever and then like a portal just opens and yeah. two people come out of this portal and they're like oh my god are we about to get bopped yeah, they're, all, they're they're both donned in armor, got swords, and they're speaking in a language that we can't understand. Yeah. And uh, but Marco mm -hmm. is talking to them, or trying to talk to them as yeah. they're in mid push, mid attack. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody gets significantly hurt no. there, but uh, they're in mid attack. He's trying to calm them down. He's showing them Hazel, saying something. You know, we can't see what he's saying. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out like the person, the people attacking, stop. And they're like Marco, yeah. And, and they take their helmets off, and it's uh, it's his parents. Yep, turns out to be up. his parents. Yeah, his parents show up, and Hazel, uh, in her narration, comments about that's the first time that her grandparents visited. Yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah, so they're there, angry. Apparently, they got there by tracking the hilt of the sword. Mm -hmm. That by breaking it, it kind of like I guess they could track the like where they were. I yeah, guess. they they knew what was going on, so they must you know. Uh, his parents must have thought that he was in trouble, mm -hmm. so they came to help him. Um, but yeah, so that they had no idea what was going on. Now they're on this ship, yeah, with yeah. them careening off to wherever they're gonna go, yeah, trying to escape everyone, freelancers, robots, yeah, uh, just wars, wars, every, <laughs> death, everything, everything. Yeah. One cool thing about the parents showing up is uh, whenever people are talking like other languages, the script is a different. The script is different, and it's a different color. Yeah. So, like, yeah. usually, you know, your script is, like, your normal whatever font, and it's black. But when the parents, sh the grandparents show up, it's blue, and it's kind of, like, cursive -y Yeah, it's cursive -y. It's got, like, weird symbols. And it's, like, the way it's written is really similar to, like, you know, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French. Like, yeah. the way. But, obviously, like, there's, it's just his own it's a, language. Yeah, it's a fake language. Yeah. So, that that's where the, uh, that's where Alana, Marco, and Hazel end up at yep. the end of this issue. It's on that ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've escaped, and uh, the grandparents show up, and they're just trying to figure out what they're going to do next and how to, like, you know, live their life. Yeah, how to survive. Yeah, without having to fight or deal with anything yeah. like the robots. Um, but yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's where that's where they end up. We talked about where the will ends up, and then Prince Robot, the same. That's where he ended up. Uh, Enclave. Enclave, killed the stock, and... Uh, he's he's got an idea. He's thinking he's you know he's thinking about like how can I figure out where they're going? Mm -hmm. And the only thing he can go by is that book. And he reads the little author description. And in the author description, it says that that author is on a planet named Quietus. Mm -hmm. 
and he's like, well, let's give it a shot. Yeah. And we find out um, that Alana and Marco talked about going there, too. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of their last conversations in this issue. So um, troubles ahead. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if Prince They're both Robot, headed to the same planet. Yeah, if Prince Robot shows up there, troubles ahead, because we saw what he did to the start. Yeah, she did not have a good time. Yeah, and just how Alana and Marco are motivated by their new baby, he's motivated by his new baby coming. Yeah. So it's so he means business. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tragic. It's tragic. It, even at the start, it's already getting pretty tragic just from the setups. Yeah. But it's it's fun. Um, really, really creative, interesting, unique. You know. Yeah. You you never seen anything like this. Yeah, like story wise and also art wise. Like Fiona Staples, she does such an incredible job uh, illustrating. It's like she just has a very like identifiable art style. Yeah. You know, kind of like those heavy lines, uh, bright colors. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really good at like juxtap- uh, juxtaposition, like between like panels and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a treat, like story-wise, visually, everything. Yeah, everything. And, and once you read the first issue, you'll be hooked. Uh, at least in my opinion, that's how it worked for us. And, yeah. And you're you're just constantly being driven by like. The, the, the characters themselves and what they go through. Yeah. The, the overarching plot and what they're dealing with is, you know, great within its own right. But to me, it's the character-driven stuff that's the best. Yeah. The, each individual person and their trauma, the relationship with others that they deal with, even the relationship with enemies. Yeah. It's like, it, it goes really deep. Yeah. And if that's your thing, like, you got to give Saga a shot, in yes. my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that seems to be... Yeah, I mean, that was the end of the book. Yeah, we got through End it all. End of volume one. Yep. Uh, you got what? If you read that, you got eight more. Yeah. And then uh, once you get to those eight, then you got a whole another thing coming out that's still, you know, hasn't even come out yet, right? Yeah, not yet. So, I think it's supposed to, I want to say early 2020 it's supposed to come out. So, yeah. Er, early early 2020, be on the lookout for that. But before you're on the lookout for that, you got you to gotta start here. Yes. It's definitely not the type of thing you want to jump around on. It's one continuous story. Yeah, you have you to know. read it in order. Yeah, so it's get, not Dragon Ball Z where you can just like skip half an arc and be okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's like more or less like it's no filler or anything. Yeah, Every, everything is everything is like leading to something else. Yeah, so give it a shot. It, that there's no reason to not read the first one at least. At it, least. Yeah, it, you can find it anywhere. Yeah, because yeah, here's the thing: if you, I know, in my last episode I talked about Kindle Unlimited, which is like um, it's like a Kindle service where you pay however much a month, and they have like their own library that you can borrow books from. Yeah. The first issue is on there, so yeah. you can read a complete. If you you can sign up for like a 30 day trial, read the whole first issue. If you're into it, you know you can order them off of Amazon. You can go to your com- local comic book store. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. And the the real thing is, is like that's not even. That's not an ad. That's yeah, not, a, not that's sponsored. Not, that's not a sponsor. <laughs> that's just us saying like, hey, you got mad options to read like something like this or yeah. anything else. So just like, you know, go out there, pick it up if you're interested by this. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you listened to us ramble about something that we love. Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't had a chance to really sit down and talk about it like this for a long time. It has been a minute. So this has been fun. Uh, I appreciate being able to be on the podcast. Yeah. And depending on, well, I mean, no, we're probably definitely going to talk about the rest of the series. Oh, no, no, yeah, you can't kick me out now. I'm, now that I'm here, I'm here to stay. Uh, we, you know, I'll be coming back for more Saga stuff. And if we talk about anything else that I've, you know, read or watched or whatever, yeah. I'll be here too uh, until, until I am forcibly removed. 
<laughs> I'll be around. So <laughs> thank you. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, I'm really bad at plugging myself. Like, I'm on social media. Do it, girl. Shine. <laughs> you know, I'm on Twitter, AWB Podcast. Look me up on Instagram, Insta, what the cool kids call it, so I hear. I'm mm. on Facebook. Can you like me on Facebook, please? I've got, like, 11 likes on Facebook. Yeah, do do all the things. <laughs> if you're, No one's going to ask about my stuff. They're here for you, but... If you were gonna ask, you're out of luck. Cause I, I'm, I'm nowhere. <laughs> I'm nowhere online. I don't really have anything. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll have that stuff. But uh, just look up, look up Gabs. Look up all of her stuff. And yeah, you'll see him. Yeah, we'll we'll bring we'll bring more of this uh more of this heat, more yeah. of this content that we're yeah. bringing to you guys. This hot content. Yeah. So thanks everybody. <laughs> guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.